This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Lou Mitchell's, a diner in Chicago that's been around since 1923, and it's perfect. They give you a donut hole and orange slices while you wait. The eggs are super fluffy. It's kind of their thing. There were regulars everywhere. And of course, it got me thinking about breakfast. Does everybody do breakfast like we do it here? How long has it been like this? And why and how did bacon and eggs become a thing? I've got questions. It's Mike, and this is episode 10. We've made it this far, you guys, and it's our breakfast show. And we're doing this one because I love breakfast foods. Usually, it's like eggs and berries during the week, and then on a weekend, give me this spread. Give me potatoes, give me toast, give me mimosas, give me an espresso martini. What did you have? for breakfast today? Well, I'll be honest, I haven't had breakfast yet this morning. I'm running a little behind as always, but uh, what I plan to have for breakfast is oatmeal with almonds and pecans. Dr. Dana Hunnis, senior dietitian at Ronald Reagan Medical Center and assistant professor at the UCLA Fielding School of Public Health. Busy person, on the go, but you gotta have breakfast, right? Because that's what our moms used to say. Is it the most important meal? of the day? It has become one of the most important meals of the day because it really sets us up to have the energy to get us through our day. It wasn't always that way. It is time for breakfast history. I think it really depends on how far back you want to look. For example, in the Middle Ages, people probably only ate two meals per day, more in terms of the sun, the daylight hours. Yeah, your first meal was actually the big one for the day, and that was sometime in the late morning. So that would be your dinner, and then a smaller meal, supper, in the evening. Ken Albala is a history professor at the University of the Pacific, and he did mean to say dinner because that was what it was called, that first big meal. We hadn't really invented lunch yet. Breakfast really was not something common because you weren't waking up that much before then, unless you were waking up at the crack of the dawn and you were a farmer. And if that was you, you kind of just ate what was around. Porridge and mush and perhaps cheese and butter because fluid milk, there was no refrigeration. Breakfast food that we commonly think of, like eggs and bacon and toast, is really an English thing. I mean, that's not specifically American. Bacon, slice off, cook whatever you need when you need it. Bread obviously lasts for a while. You bake all the time. And eggs, of course, if you're keeping chickens, you've got a constant supply of eggs. So there's your blueprint for the breakfast that we know. But again, not for everybody Yet, to find that, we got to fast forward the clock. People are moving to cities and they're going to work. Yeah, exactly. That was really kind of formalized during the Industrial Revolution. It did become more common to eat this kind of bigger meal before going into work and then maybe it would last you. And then you might have this like very small mid-meal, which we now call lunch, until you were home again for that big dinner with the family. And our meal times in general change because of people's work schedules. Breakfast kind of fits in there. That's exactly it. <laughs> Back to the diner for a little recap here, because now we are at a place where we have our three meals. And it was thanks to what became the modern workday. 
You had to eat early before you went to work. You had to eat something at work. That's when we invented lunch. And the early lunches, by the way, quick, cold, leftover pie, meat, cheese, that kind of thing. And on the subject of foods, what do you think are the old ones that we've had forever? They're the ones that seem old. Oatmeal, porridge, yes, yes, we've been doing that for a long time. Pancakes, also super old. The ancient Greeks had a version. We've changed it a bit since then. And here's something else we've changed. Coffee was not always here. And before it was, we were a bunch of drunks. Yeah, they drank beer, and not necessarily light beer either. Light beer was meant for women and children. But if you were a man, you woke up in the morning and had a good pint of beer. Yes, believe it or not, people were going to work probably slightly drunk. Reason being, it was cleaner than the water in a lot of cases because you had to ferment it. Now, eventually, coffee and tea took over because you had to boil the water. So that got rid of that issue. And it was better for heavy machinery. Also good with bacon and eggs, which brings us to getting bacon and eggs off the farms and to everybody. Right. So basically this classic bacon and eggs thing didn't really become a classic until kind of the 1920s. At least that's what my research showed. Um, A man named Edward Bernays, who actually was the nephew of Sigmund Freud, was hired by Beechnut to create this campaign explaining the health benefits of bacon and eggs and why, you know, people should really eat them. The story of bacon and eggs is probably one of advertising. So believe it or not, he used some of Freud's methodology to create these advertising campaigns. And it looked something like this. Beach Nuts was a packing company, bacon and a whole bunch of other things. Bernays goes to a doctor friend and says, is eating a hearty breakfast, a big breakfast, good for you? Doctor says, yes, because it gives you energy for the day. Bernays goes, great. Now, write to a whole bunch of other doctor friends around the country, thousands of them asking the same question for me. He takes all the yeses, and he gets that to the press, and pretty soon, the newspapers and the magazines are saying bacon and eggs, part of a doctor-approved hearty breakfast. Edward Bernays, by the way, credited as one of the founding fathers of public relations. I will make my scrambled eggs here while we uh, take another detour. Do you put milk in yours? I do. Fluffs them up a little bit. But do you feel manipulated by that at all? Or is it kind of classically American that PR might have led us to where we are, at least partially? Actually, let's stick with the ads for a minute. Because what do they say? They say this product is part of a balanced breakfast. And it turns out a lot of people have one main problem hitting that balance. The ratios are off with this meal in particular. Yes, they really overload on carbs and really protein is especially important at breakfast time. That's Mitzi Delon, registered dietitian, sports nutritionist, founder of Simply Fuel. I had called her up to ask what should be on the plates, you know, what's a good breakfast to have? And we got on to this discussion. Eating a higher protein breakfast really sets us up for the day and gives us that satiety. She says it keeps you fuller longer. Also, it jumpstarts your metabolism. And the third thing is it helps to maintain our muscle mass. The more muscle mass we have, um, we will then burn more calories as well. Even in professional sports at times, after workouts, I've had athletes, they're so proud of themselves, they miss their protein powder with water, which isn't tasty to me, but they're thinking it's really smart, but it's really important that they have a combination of both carb and protein to help refuel their muscles. Did you hear that, Jim Bros? Something for everybody on this show. Quick rundown of what Mitzi does like 
for your table? Eggs, cottage cheese, Greek yogurt, oatmeal. Instead of water, I use some organic milk, berries with it. Now the toast, I would prefer it to be whole wheat. Avocado toast, that gives you some healthy fats. What we're getting at here is that good for you doesn't have to taste bad. Remember the grocery store episode, the 80-20 rule, 80%, you know, on target, 20% having fun. Just do that. Easy substitutions. You can really eat breakfast for any meal of the day. I love breakfast for dinner. I do it all the time. But again, what if you don't do breakfast? I asked at the top of the show, what does everybody else do? So let's end there. Let's take a trip. I've been to Iceland and, you know, they have a very hearty breakfast of oatmeal or gruel. In China, completely different. It's like steamed buns, tofu puddings, rice noodles, adzuki beans. And then I've been to Ethiopia and, you know, their breakfast is really leftovers of injera with, uh, which is like a flat sourdough, like spongy bread with spices in it. So it's really speed and convenience. Most of the rest of the world, they eat leftovers for breakfast. Whatever they had the night before, they reheat and eat for breakfast. And much of the world doesn't eat breakfast. You know, if you go to most of Europe, Southern Europe especially, it's a cup of coffee. It's about it. Maybe a piece of bread or a cornetto in in Italy, but really they don't eat breakfast there. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of glad that we do. Put some cheese on the scrambled eggs. Yes. All right. That's it for today. And uh, keep sending us questions, as always. We've had some great ones come through. Things we're working on, dog people versus cats people, chameleons, how do they do what they do. And uh, somebody sent in ties. Why do we wear neckties? Where did that come from? More stuff. Please send them to me. I've got questions at odyssey.com or uh, on Twitter. You can find me at KNX Simpson. This comes from KNX News 97.1 in Los Angeles. I'm on in the afternoons. Take yourself to breakfast. Take yourself to brunch. We'll see you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 